fellow travelers, welcome to the 96th level of the RPG Cave. I'm one of your hosts, the level 99 human archmage, Ryan Trufford. I am joined once again by the level 99 tiefling rogue, Matt Sawinski's here. How's it going, Matt? It is going, my dude. It has been a day in the in the realm of real world stuff, but I'm here. I'm excited to talk RPGs. We got RGG later tonight. It is a packed evening for us, my friend, and I'm all about it. How you doing? I, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. You know, the weather was pretty nice today. You know, it wasn't raining or anything like that. And, you know, I, I got a you know nice walk outside today. You know, it was it was good to go out and, you know, touch grass a little bit because um, I'm coming kind of to the end of my vacation. I'm going back to the office tomorrow. Um, so we will be, you know, hanging out here. And I'm, I'm so happy to, to talk RPGs with you again. Of course, uh, you are once again filling in for Garrett, who is currently in China. Um, still exploring the globe and apparently watch, so, trying to find a way to watch all the press conferences on his phone. He he says he, he barely was able to watch some of them. So. Oh no. Yeah, poor guy. I know poor he guy. was so looking forward to like the Starfield press conference. That's an example. Is like he's like, all right, I finally got to watch it a couple days later because you know the internet was just so terrible there. But he just I'm left not- it sitting and like loading and buffering for a few days. Yeah, exactly. Well, we should probably clear the dungeon of those pesky mobs so we can get to the raid boss as quickly as possible. So folks at home, if you want to support the show, there's a number of awesome ways to do that. Number one, if you're watching the live stream right now over at youtube.com slash carpool gaming, or if you're watching the video on demand later, don't forget to like the video. Subscribe if you haven't hit that subscribe button already, which, by the way, Matt, I don't know if you saw this today, but we what? hit a we hit a new milestone on the YouTube Seven? page. 1500 subscribers on the channel. We just hit that today. So huge thank you to everyone who's been supporting us on YouTube and coming to watch the live streams and and watching all the videos and everything else. And of course, subscribing. Thank you all for subscribing on the YouTube page. Of course, now we are on the roadmap to 2000 subscribers over at youtube.com. Slash carpool gaming. So make sure, of course, if you haven't hit that subscribe button already, please help us out by hitting that subscribe button. Or, you know, let us know in the comments below about what you thought about some of this RPG goodness that we're going to talk about in tonight's show. Or if you're listening on audio feeds, don't forget to subscribe there or rate us. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, that definitely helps the show get discovered and gets new people into the cave with us. And last but not least, if you want our audio all on one feed or if you want some exclusive content exclusive like exclusive. the pants patreon podcast with patrons podcast with me this week i was on the pants patreon podcast for patrons podcast this week head over to our patreon patreon.com slash carpool gaming throw a little tip in the old tip jar just like jonas young did who of course we want to say thank you to for hopping back into that gold tier Welcome on in to the car with us, Jonas Young. Thank you so much for supporting us on Patreon. And also thank you to all of our patrons out there for being amazing human beings. Well, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. without further ado, Matt, it's time to read from the sacred texts. Or or we're pulling out our scrolls this week because this is our annual. And even though the show has been only around for about two and a half years, this has become an annual thing for us. We are doing RPG Newsbreak E3 2023 edition. Or Summer Game Fest, whatever you want to call. Key you three. Know, whatever, naughty three. Key three. Exactly. Um, we're usually, Matt, Garrett and I usually always sit down after all the press conferences are done. And we love to, you know, go through and dissect all that sweet, sweet RPG yeah. goodness and kind of eat, yeah. it all up, eat up all that hype, um, as, as Donnie Reese might say. So we're going to go through and basically talk about pretty much all the RPG news we got over the last week, Matt, which, as you can imagine... There's a lot of stuff to go through. Um, also, I will go ahead and just preface this real quick. 
you know, some of the stuff we've already talked about on other discussions or other shows, like we did do a full big discussion after Summer Game Fest, as well as one after the Xbox showcase. So we're going to have a, a lot of bleed over conversations here. But the main reason we do this on this particular show, even though we've we've talked about some of this stuff on the other shows before, is because we do know that there are people out there who just only watch or listen to the RPG cave and don't listen mm-hmm. to all the other carpool gaming content. So just be aware if you listen to all of our stuff, you might hear some crossover tonight. But the nice thing is, of course, you know, that's exclusive to this podcast. We're also going to crown the winner of our predictions because yeah. I know the winner and Matt doesn't know yet. So I don't uh, even remember the predictions. Yeah, I, I mean, two weeks. To be fair, if I didn't go back and listen to the episode again, I wouldn't have remembered either. (laughs) So, yeah, so we're going to go through that. And then we're, of course, going to project what other RPGs we're going to get later this year. But let's dive into the news. And we're again, we're not going to spend a ton of time on every single one of these. But I wanted to, you know, highlight all, all of these things we heard throughout the shows. And believe it or not, Matt, you know, despite the fact that Summer Game Fest was a two hour show, Mm-hmm. We only really got two RPG stories coming out of Summer Game Fest at all. Cute. A lot of it wasn't RPGs. Like a lot of uh, there was a lot of, you know, live service games or first person shooters or just a lot of games that you just you couldn't really tell what the genre was, but they were definitely not RPGs. Um, so we're going to start, obviously, with Honkai Star Rail, which you and I have both played. It's got yes. a brief PS5 gameplay trailer and a release window for late 2023 on PlayStation 5. Of course, that I mean, we, we we all kind of figured that it was going to be there um, and it was it was certainly there. We didn't get an exact release date, but it's coming out later this year. And I'm excited finally to really be able to dive into this game because the PC version doesn't allow you to invert your controls. And I've been waiting for the console version to come out because I know with Genshin Impact, that was the problem with that game that they and they added that feature in the console version. But but Matt, where's your hype level on Honkai Star Rail coming to console? Because I know you touched it before a little bit, but like, are you going to go back to this game maybe when it comes to PS5? You know what? I, I just might. Um, I played like a bunch of it. I played like a pretty significant amount uh, on mobile. Um, and you know what? It worked pretty well. Um, I uh, and I was really, really enjoying my time with it. I kind of hit a point where like I do with every mobile game. I just stopped playing it. And it's no fault of the game. I was into the story. I was enjoying what was going on. Um, but I just like I just stopped playing on my phone. It happens to every mobile game in existence. Marvel Snap. I played for the longest and that was like eight months before I finally put it down. Um, but like coming back to it, if it hits, depending on when it might kind of find that sweet spot. If it hits in that kind of like November ish timeframe, when at this point there isn't a ton coming out, yeah. um, it might be a good opportunity for me to hop back in. And again, like I'm, you know, crossing fingers and, and toes that we're obviously going to have, you know, cross play, and cross progression and all that stuff as we do with Genshin. Yeah, they uh, already announced cross progression at least. And I perfect. think cross play is going to be there. But you're playing. This is a game where you're not playing with a ton of people anyways. It's mostly about exactly. a single player experience anyways. Yeah, so that's what I mean. So for me, hopping back in and picking up the story where I left off. Uh, you know what, dude? I might do it. I like I'm I, I, this like and like you mentioned, this was an obvious one, but it's still a welcome one. Yeah. No, I think and this is this game's really strong and I'm honestly can't wait to go back to it because I really enjoyed what I played before. And it was just a shame that, you know, accessibility options just unfortunately kept me kept it away away from me. But uh, but you're right, like later this year, I think there's going to be a window when this comes out, whether it's November or December, where this is going to be like the perfect game to play during that time, I think. So I will definitely be going back to it later this year. All right. 
Well, the other piece of news we got at the showcase, Matt, was uh, a little it, it settled a little pizza bet that you and I had later this year, which is uh, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth got its full gameplay trailer. We got to see what that game actually looks like with mm-hmm. a release window of early yeah. 2024. Yes, but it was. it's also on two discs, Matt. Two, two discs, discs, baby. Two, two discs, discs, baby. Oh, my God. Uh, this trailer, though, Matt, I think looked fantastic. I cannot wait for, you know, Rebirth. I thought, you know, I assumed it was going to be a really good game. And then they 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 turned and they they bring us this amazing trailer. Uh, and I can't wait for this game. But where's your hype level for, for Rebirth at, Matt? Dude, through the roof. Listen, I'm stoked I won the bet and I'm going to get a free pizza at it. I'm equal, equally disappointed that we're not going to be playing this thing this year. Um, the thing like the the game itself looks spectacular the trailer like my expectations were high i think it surpassed it the game looks beautiful like much better than i remember remake looking and remake was already a pretty beautiful game um i i can't wait to hop into this there's so much like intrigue there's so many i've been deep diving the the theories and like you know what what people think is happening what people think are gonna happen and it's just this game is just so cool and it's so special man uh and after playing crisis core recently like i'm all in i cannot wait for rebirth and like the sooner it's in my hands the better and like between this dude and all of the other announcements that we're going to talk about early 2024 is stacked for us rpg fans we're literally not going to have enough time to play all these properly but i can't wait we're all gonna have to just take a month off of whatever your job might be I mean, choices are going to need to be made, Matt, at this point, because even if you can, if you even had time to to play all these, you might not have the funds to buy all these games as well, <laughs> which plays a little bit into it, too. Right. Like we don't have infinite dollar dues to go and spend on all these RPGs. So, you know, but yes, you're right. Like our wallets are going to to weep probably early 2024, <laughs> as you're going to learn is kind of a theme that's going to run through this entire kind of list of news that we're going to kind of go through, which will be Good old- interesting. We think uh, wallets sound like a uh, RPG enemy. It, they probably are, actually. There's probably, I mean, if you fight a vacuum cleaner, like a Roomba vacuum cleaner in Street Fighter Six, like I imagine there's an RPG out there where you fight, you know, a, a weeping wallet of some kind. Um, maybe, maybe it'll be like the the wallet that they, they, that comes to life in the Persona games after you've given all your money to the enemies trying to bribe them, and it's like, well, you know, now now your wallet's just really sad. We have an moving, idea here. Moving on. Xbox showcase. Yep. We got a whole bunch of RPG stuff. Believe it or not, out of everything, out of all the showcases, Matt, that have happened in the last month, because I'm including PlayStation in here. Yeah. The one that had the most RPG stuff it was Xbox, which I did not expect going into things, which is just kind of crazy. So let's and first off. like big RPGs, too. It's like this. This yeah. was some significant heat between this and the extended showcase, dude. Man. Yeah. There was some good stuff here. So first off, they started off the show with Fable. We got an in-engine demonstration with some gameplay stuff where you can definitely tell, like, the scenes where the character's running away from the giant, as an example. Like, that's definitely in-engine gameplay, but without the HUD there. Um, And there's also, like, another moment, I think it's right after the character kicks the chicken, where you get to, where you actually see the character kind of exploring the world as well, kind of in the same way. So there's, like, brief glimpses of what this gameplay is going to look like. But... You, we can understand why they did that because they didn't give a release window or release date. And we talked about it on our predictions episode, Matt, like neither of us, or, or I guess, actually, I think Garrett predicted Fable. 
Um, he did. Um, but, uh, but like, we didn't get like a re- release window. And when we both talked about it, it's like, well, if they don't t- announce 2024, it's probably a 2025 at the earliest at this point. Yeah. Like that game just looks pretty far out. It looks beautiful. I have to say. And like, I think it showed very well. Um, some weirdos online complaining about some stuff, but of course you can never please everyone. Uh, yeah. but I thought it looked great. Like, uh, we got a couple pieces of the gameplay, like you mentioned, like there was a C- uh, one part where we saw like an animation of what looked like using like some fire magic, where she kind of like flipped and tossed some fire magic that I thought looked cool. Yeah. Um, Fable was a series that for me growing up kind of passed me by just by virtue of my parents wouldn't let me buy them. And then I just never really went back, but it was always a series that I wanted to play. So this for me is like an awesome point to hop on. And I'm stoked, dude. I thought, I thought this was like a, an easy, uh, well, a great way to start the show off. Um, mm-hmm. And also the game just looks awesome, but like, I don't know, Ryan, where was your hype at for fable? I mean, I'm pretty excited for fable. Like I'm, I, I've, I've played, all, first of all, I've played all the fable games uh, going all the way back to the original Xbox, where I remember, you know, Peter Molyneux talking a big game about the 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 original fable and what you were going to be able to do in it and it was going to be this big revolutionary thing and while it wasn't that it was still a very fun rpg but then the one i really got into was fable 2 um i think that was a really solid xbox 360 game uh and the third fable was just okay it wasn't wasn't that great it was, they they tried a bunch of different stuff where you're this king and and you have to you know do a bunch of stuff um as as the king which just was very here to miss. So, and and the series has kind of been dormant since then because the only other Fable thing we got was that uh, Fable Connect game, Fable yeah. the Journey, where you walk and then you ride a horse, and that that's pretty much what you do in that. Um, and then we had Fable Legends, we got which got canceled. So right. it's been you know almost like by the time this will come out, it'll have been at least ten years since the last Fable game. So I'm pretty excited for this one. I like Fable a lot. Um, yes, some of the humor is kind of hit or miss with me, but. I'm pretty, pretty excited about it. And Yarding says in the chat, so just play two then. I've never played either one of these. I mean, yeah, I actually think like if you're going to start with Fable or if you want to go back and play Fable games, two is the one I'd probably recommend to check out because they don't really like there are some story elements from one that, you know, that'll pay off in two if you have if you you uh, if you've played both of them. But for the most part, I think like it's it's probably the best entry for new players to start with. So let me ask you this then, because it's like you mentioned, not even counting like the the Connect one. It's been what probably fifteen years, if not more, by that point. By the point that the game's actually going to come out, since we've had a proper mainline Fable, what do you want out of a next gen, brand new edition of Fable? Because this is going to be a lot of people's first Fable. What would you? What, what do you want to see in it? So I want to see a, a, like pretty much just an expansion of ideas from maybe Fable 2, like something very similar to that, where you play as an adventurer, you can kind of go in, you know, whatever direction you want to go in, because Fable, Fable was very much a game that was all about player freedom, where you can kind of just do whatever you wanted. Like um, it it almost was Skyrim before Skyrim came out, if, if that makes a lot of sense, where you could decide, hey, you know, I want to go buy some houses and then, you know, ch- change the, the the housing market to to maybe raise the rents on those houses and they, then make money that way. Or you could be super evil in the game by massacring an entire town and then taking all the houses for yourself and then 
raising all the prices for people moving back into those houses, as an example. Like there, you could all do all kinds of crazy stuff like that, or you know, going on different adventures, going to different dungeons, and of course having like a good campaign. Like all those things are kind of key to to what I'm expecting or hoping for in mm-hmm. this fable. It's just a lot of player choice and a lot of player agency, and just kind of do being able to to have just ha- make your own fun in a lot of ways, while also still having like a good story kind of wrapped in there i think that's kind of kind of what i'm hoping for for fable hell yeah dude i can't wait yeah and also i know in particular i'm i'm actually a little remiss that that garrett isn't here because i know garrett is like a big fan of fable and i honestly would love to hear him talk about that as well in fact maybe we'll talk about that when he comes back anyways is is fable because i know again he's between that and and uh another game we're going to talk about with starfield a little bit later like he's a huge fan of both those games but moving on Obsidian finally re-revealed Avowed. It had this big, huge showcase. It was pretty much mostly gameplay, like in-engine stuff, but again, without the HUD kind of there, because mm-hmm. they kind of did that for all of their, you know, game gameplay in-engine stuff. Um, but we got a release window. It's coming out next year. Because before we had no idea when Avowed was coming out. Um, but I'm I'm pretty stoked, man. Like a lot of people are complaining about this one online because they're like, oh, the graphics aren't as good as the last time we saw it because, you know, it was all dark and before. But now it's all like brighter and animated and people can't deal with it. But I, I personally like what I saw from Avowed. But, but what about you, Matt? Did you like are you are, are you at all interested in Avowed? I'm curious to see more. I think I will say that, like, I do understand people's reservations in the way of that. Like, I don't think it's a graphics matter, but like just the tonal switch uh maybe something that you know will put some people off who were looking forward to i think a different kind of game that this way the way that this showed but i do think the game that we saw does look fun um like Mm -hmm. i'm expecting like a very like i'm not expecting a serious story i'm not expecting like a ridiculous you know complicated game like i'm looking for like a fun rpg to kind of run through uh and i'm really curious to see more like with this coming to game pass um and hitting next year like i'm stoked to check it out I don't yeah. think it was like at the top of my list, but I saw enough that I was like, I'm curious to see more. I want to see more of this. Oh, yeah, same here. Like, I'm I'm not expecting it to, to blow me away or be the greatest thing since sliced bread, but I do expect it to be like a really solid game. And again, I love Obsidian's games, you know, going all the way back to Night's Old Republic 2 was the first game I think I played from Obsidian. Nice. You know, between that, Fallout New Vegas, you had um, as well South Park, The Sick of Truth and a lot of great games from Obsidian over the years. So, I mean, them doing a big open world RPG like this makes perfect sense. And and they they talked about the game length as well during the extended showcase being closer to something like Knights of the Old Republic 2 or um, Outer Worlds. So as far as game length. So it sounds like the campaign is going to be very short. You can probably beat it in, you know, five to ten hours. But the rest of it. The, but there's going to be a ton of things to do probably in the open world which I think is like a great formula because it because as well, like we 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 on the show like to champion smaller RPGs or more mm-hmm. bite-sized experience and to give you a shorter campaign, but then also giving you a ton more to do if you want more, I think is like the perfect formula for a game like this. Yeah, because yeah, we don't get enough like 10 to 15 hour long RPGs. You either get yeah. ones like, I mean, f- forget it. You get either ones that are like 40 hours or you get ones that are like 100 hours. We don't really see too many that dip below even the 20 hour mark. So to have you know, this kind of come in and be like, you know what, we're going to, we're going to let you have fun. And then if you want to stick around, go ahead. And if you're onto the next thing, you're on to the next thing. Like I do think that is exciting. Yeah, exactly. And just giving the the players the option as to how much they want to spend in this world. Like, I think that's a, that's the perfect way of doing this. Mm -hmm. Next up, Cyberpunk 2077 Phantom Liberty finally has its release date. It'll launch on all platforms 
on September 26th. And they ever brought up Keanu Reeves for yes, this, aka Johnny Silverhand himself. Uh, Matt, I don't know about you, but I actually reinstalled Cyberpunk 2077 after seeing this trailer because mm-hmm. this expansion looks real good. And I haven't really gone back to the game since they fixed it. Like I played it on PlayStation 4 Pro when the game Oy. came out and I haven't played it since. So, yeah, I liked the original game when it came out. Like it was faulty and buggy. No word of a lie. Uh, I played it on PS5 originally, um, but I have to say, like, I almost redownloaded it as well. But now hearing about all the updates that are going to be launching in or around the time that the expansion is hitting, I'm going to probably wait uh, just because, like, you know, the expansion itself looks awesome. But like there's they're putting out a free update that's going to, you know, actually add a wanted system, actually add police AI, add in, they're completely working the skill trees and the way that everything, the, the way that the perks work. So for me, I want to experience the game that I think that was originally intended, the game that the devs very obviously wanted to make. So I held off on reinstalling for now, but I definitely will reinstall once September hits and we get that update and then probably roll right through the main game, right into the DLC, you know, playing that game with all of the new stuff. That's actually a really good strategy. And actually, Yarden also mentions, yeah, don't play it until the update. Yeah, like I installed it again thinking, oh, maybe I should do that because I didn't realize that that was a thing. Yeah. Uh, But now that I know for sure, I'm like, okay, maybe I maybe maybe I wait. Maybe I play this uh, Final Fantasy 16 game instead of playing (laughs) Cyberpunk right away. Yeah, because it's weird because they're not talking about it a lot right now. I think they're more focusing on, you know, the actual expansion itself, which is great. Um, But again, they're reworking almost the entire game. So for me, I'm like, like is even stuff like uh, your clothes will now just be clothes instead of adding armor specs or adding different stuff. It's literally just going to be to look awesome while you're doing it. And all of your, you know, enhancements actually come from the cybernetics now. So they're doing a lot to make the game completely new. Um, and like for me, like I've played a cyberpunk. I don't want to play slightly improved cyberpunk. I want to play new cyberpunk. So yeah. I think I'm going to hold off and play and pick it, like pick it back up once that expansion hits because it looks cool. And for just, forty bucks, I think fair price. Yeah, for sure. Especially because like I got, like, I I picked up Cyberpunk for ten Canadian dollars. So mm-hmm. at, at my local Dollarama. So you know I'm pretty excited. No to, way. Yeah, it, there were pi- there were bins and bins of it. This was before the next gen patch came out. Sure, but Dollarama. Yeah incredible wow well, i mean dollarama has video games matt i don't know if you knew this because you can go there in there any day of the week and get a nice shiny brand new physical copy of titanfall 2 for three dollars on most days so yeah it's okay. a thing okay yeah. also amiibo you you'd be surprised how many um dollaramas have amiibo just show up and and, and not even not even the common amiibos sometimes sometimes it's actually the good ones that you actually want but you have yeah. like the best dollarama by you, evidently. Jeez. Well, I, I know. I know a couple places to go. But, <laughs> um, our time has come, Matt, with these next three announcements, of course, because Woo! we've been waiting for these. We've been waiting for these. Persona 3 Reload is announced. Yes. Coming to PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Series X and S and PC in early 2024. It's coming to Game Pass day and date. It will not contain the FES and portable content, unfortunately, which, you know, dampens my spirits a little bit because when we talked about this during our predictions show, you know, two weeks ago, Matt, like this, this was the thing we wanted. We wanted like the perfect mm-hmm. amalgamation of the the answer from FES and then the, 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 the female protagonist from Portable. And we're not getting either because they wanted to just do a straight remake of Persona 3, the base game. Um, yep. Although I've heard 
there are going to be some updates and changes. For example, it sounds like Igis is actually getting a social link, mm-hmm. which she didn't have a social link in the original game. I think they do have to do some stuff. Like they, there's no way that this game is going to come out without you, you know, with without you being able to control your party members. There's no way that they're going to remove Igis's social link. There's like simple quality of life stuff that like they kind of said that if there is stuff that enhances the base game, they're going to do it. But the yeah. stuff that follows in the answer or the stuff that completely reinvents the main game in FEMC, they're not touching. And that does suck. Uh, I'm yeah. with you. I'm with you as well. Listen, I'm I'm incredibly excited for this game. I'm going to be picking it up day, day zero if I can. Like, I'll be hunting for this thing at my local Dollarama. But, like, I – it does it, – it is disappointing that they're not going – the full 100% with it. Like, this is a very nice 80%. I'm sure the game's going to be great. But, like, come on, Atlas. And it's just like, Atlas gonna Atlas. Like, we 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 had conversations. We knew that this was a possibility. We knew that this was entirely likely and probably, you know, the way that things were going to play out as much as we wanted the full-blown package. Yeah. Um, so for me, like, I'm still incredibly excited, but it does it is disappointing and it is disheartening. My major questions come down to now, are they going to add it? Are we going to get a DLC or an expansion? Are they going to charge you for it? But like you mentioned before, a lot of Persona DLC is just characters and skins and stuff and costumes. Are we going to get a Persona 3 Reload Reloaded revelations in a couple years, you know, adding all that content in? Because I just, I still want it. I still want that complete definitive package of Persona 3. And it's a crime that we're not getting it this time. A crime, Ryan. I, I still can't believe that at least, at least the answer makes a lot more sense. Yes, I can understand maybe not doing, you know, the the female protagonist route, like because there's a there would probably be a lot more stuff they'd have to add to the game by doing that versus just the answer. So the fact that they're not even doing that just, you know, it makes me a little bit sad, which is why I think like they might actually just be crazy enough, Matt, to do Persona 3 Reload Reloaded or Persona 3 Reload Royale or something stupid like that. I don't want them to do that, but that's a very Atlas thing for them to do. So unfortunately, if we're being realists, that's actually probably how this plays out. It's dumb because we don't want them to do it. We'll both buy it. Yeah, of course we will. <laughs> like, of, of course, course we would. Like, there's yeah. no doubt. Yeah. I mean, although, who knows? Maybe we don't end up buying this one because it's on Game Pass. Nah, I'm still gonna there's a possibility. No, please. They're going to, uh, you know, you and I both know, Matt, they're going to release a stupid edition of this and you and I are both going to be suckers and we're going to buy it. That's just who we are. Between Final Fantasy 7 and Persona 3, and for me, a game that we'll talk about in a little bit, Yakuza 8, I am very worried for my wallet when it comes to whatever special editions are going to come our way for these three games, because they're all evidently hitting in early 2024. Um, yep. So for me, uh, Ryan, can, can you look into your, your magic crystal ball? When are we actually getting this in this supposed early 2024? When do you think it hits? January. Mid-January. You think it's that early? I think it'll Ryan, be the same. don't tell me that. I, I think it'll be the same same window that we got for Persona 3 Golden Persona or Persona 3 Portable and Persona 4 Golden this year. Because I was expecting it, like February or March. January, no, dude. I'm pretty I'm pretty sure that they are the company that will I mean it just I think it just depends on how well Persona 3 and 4 did the, earlier this year as far as um did, did they sell? Did they, they were people, you know, engaging with the content? Because if they did then I think they'll be like, they'll be like, you know what? January worked for us before. Let's just do it again. Um, because I think to, you know, put a plan things out, Matt, as you will, as plan I do. 
planet out. I the way I actually see this playing out is I actually think Yakuza or or sorry, like a Dragon Eight will actually land in February. Okay, just like you know, Ishin did this year. Yep, and then I think that late um, Final Fantasy is probably going to be March or April. Dude, can you imagine a world where like this is like. A, 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 a decision I don't even want to think about with Persona and Final Fantasy hitting the same day. Yeah. And like being like, which one do I load up first? I genuinely don't know. There's something new in Rebirth, but it's been years since Persona 3. I don't know what I would do, man. I already know what I would do. It's not even, it's not even a question for you. I'm just going to play Persona 3 Reload instead. <laughs> I'm sorry. Are. Persona Final Fantasy 7 Rebirth can wait. I need to, to jump back into Persona 3 because I love Persona 3. It's one of my all-time favorite games. And as much as I'm excited for Rebirth, I'm actually more excited for this. Heck yeah, dude. Let me ask you one more question before we move on because I know we're sticking to this first. Of course. Time. But what do you think we're going to get from Tartarus? Because obviously there's a lot of, you know, I have friends who I suckered into playing Persona 5 and now they're in. They're in the ecosystem. They're ready for the next one. And they're like, oh, but Tartarus, I've read bad things. And like, granted, it hasn't aged incredibly well, I would argue, just because the right. procedural generation was rough at the time. And again, me playing it on the Vita, whatever, rolled with it because Persona 4 Golden was also, you have your procedural generated. Do you think we're going to get an overhaul? I don't think every floor is going to be designed, but do you think we'll see more designed floors or do you think just an overhaul of the AI that makes these procedural generations? Like what do you think we're going to get out of Tartarus when it comes to reload? Cause we still don't, I know. think there's, I think there's definitely going to be an overhaul of some kind. It won't be, they're not going to base like the floors around different people or different themes or anything like that. Like nothing like the palaces from, from persona four or five, like, because, because otherwise that would involve changing the story. And it sounds like they're not going to change the story in any way. So, no. <laughs> but I imagine they'll change the way you progress through Tartarus in some meaningful way to where, to where it won't feel as, you know, monotonous as it did in the original game. Okay. Like, that's just my thought process. But what do you, what about you? What do you think? I'm with you. I think we're probably going to get some, cause I think of Persona 4 um, and golden where like again you had your procedural generation in between but they did have some floors that were specifically designed uh with a certain layout and a certain way that they wanted you to progress through the floor so for me probably going to overhaul the procedural generation give it more um you know ability to put together a more varied type of floors with different corridors different hallways um different twists and turns um i'm hoping a little bit more even like verticality within the floor you know what i mean yeah. like a, like levels in some way shape or form um but yeah, I, I'm thinking that we're not going to get Persona Five when it comes to this when it comes to Tartarus. But I do hope it just has more personality than it did in the first game because the yeah. base floor, the first time you walk in, is so cool. Like you're like, mm -hmm. wow, where am I? What is this thing? And then you start making your way up, and you're kind of like, okay, uh, this floor looks like the last floor. Which looks like the last floor. Which looks like the last yeah. floor. So well, I think they'll play with it more too because you're not gonna have the top down angle this time around. Like you're gonna be right, you know, kind of like the third person angle this time around. So there's more reason for them to, you know, touch everything up and make it look visually interesting. So mm -hmm. and also they have to do that as well so you don't get lost. Because like that might yeah. be because if because if you can't see from the overhead perspective and it all looks the same, you're going to get lost very easily. True. So I think I think they will definitely play with it in, in a big way. So, yes, I think there will there will be an overhaul. It, But you're right. Like, I wouldn't expect a Persona 5 type design type, but it'll be different for sure, Agreed. which will be good for us who haven't who have played the game before. Mm -hmm. Moving on. Persona 5 Tactica was announced. Yeah. It's yeah. coming November 17th, 2023. Yeah to literally every console on the planet and Game Pass Day 1, except for Amazon Luna. 
not coming to Amazon Luna, but basically everything else at this point. And I was going back and listening to my predictions on Xbox Drive, Matt, and I'm just like, why didn't I just go with my gut and say it's a Persona 5 tactics game instead of thinking it was a fighting game? Because I, you know, you saw the tweet, Matt, where I called this. I know. As soon as I saw, as soon as we saw the trademark, as a joke, thinking I that would they would never ever do a like a Final Fantasy tactic style Persona well, game because that makes too much sense. And turns out they finally did it. They did dude, it. That, that's exactly why you didn't get. It. I was thinking the same thing. I was like, PF5T, it's going to be tactics. No, it's not. There's no way Atlas would actually do that. There's no actual way they would give us exactly what we want, let alone in a ChibiQ like art style. And they did, dude. This looks awesome. I like. I, I'm liking what I'm seeing from um, from the battle system so far. I'm liking what I'm seeing with like the you know the triangular almost team up team up attacks that kind of you know envelop everything that's in between. I what I will say about the Persona and specifically the Persona Five spinoffs as of yet, they've been great. In even in like genres that I don't normally play, I love tactics games. So if you're gonna give me a great Persona 5 tactics game. I'm all in, dude. Like, I can't wait. And right now, again, there's nothing around there. I'm going to be coming off of Spider-Man 2, heading straight into Persona 5 Tactica, and I cannot wait, dude. It looks awesome. Yeah, November for the most part, believe it or not. Like, I was expecting November to fill up, but it's actually October is the crazy month this year as far as game releases. Like, Persona 5 Tactica is kind of on its own at this point. Like, we don't know much else that's coming out in November at this point still. So mm-hmm. like it might be, and it might end up being the big game of November across all platforms at this yep. point. And I mean, it's like big. the next thing that we have is like avatar in early December, but you're going to have a couple weeks where it's like personas to talk of the town, my dude. Yeah. Which is going to be awesome because like, I can't wait for this game. I love tactics mm-hmm. games. Like I really love fire emblem earlier this year. So I think like, this will be a great way to kind of cap off the year of, you know, tactical role-playing games with Persona 5 Tactica. And I'm, I'm, I'm just glad that, At- that Atlas is trying, exploring ex- the space with some of this stuff and trying new things. Cause like, mm-hmm. I, I, it, like, like uh, the, for- the Persona formula could get stale real quick if they didn't branch out and do a lot of these spinoffs. Um, and also it had been a long time since we've gotten a Persona Q game. Cause I mean, it, it's been a long time since Persona Q2 came out. Um, and which was the last game we saw in the cheapy style. So I'm actually glad that they're trying something different with this one. And I can't so- wait to play it. Do we do we talk rumors here, Ryan? Uh, we can talk to rumors here. We, have, we believe it or not, Matt, we actually have a rumor to kind of round out the news at the bottom of the news thing. But what what rumor okay. do you have for me? Very quick spoilers for the for the future of Persona. <laughs> Evidently, <laughs> current current scuttlebutt is is theorizing that Persona Six won't actually hit till like 2025, 2026. And we're mm-hmm. going to get more Persona projects along the way. The current hullabaloo is evidently next year. We're going to get a Persona uh, party game that will actually have the cast from one all the way through five. I don't know if they're going to be the full cast from every game, but you're actually going to get like a Persona a Persona party game with everyone. And if again, for me, dude, if they're, we know they're working on Persona 6. We know that these aren't the, all yep. the same teams making every single game. If we get more Persona along the way and they're trying stuff like Tactica, they're trying even a party game. It's Persona. I'll buy in. Like, yeah. I, that just makes the wait for Persona 6 so much more manageable. And I love these casts. So for me, people are like, uh, the cast from five again. Yes. Yes. Give me yes, them again. The cast from five again, yeah. please. Give me them again. Give me them a different setting. Give me them in a different genre. Give me like, give me, I don't know, sing star, but persona. And I'm going to buy it. Like they have me. I'm in dude. Yeah. I mean, you never know. They might do another persona dancing in. Cause they still haven't done persona dancing one and two. 
which would be pretty cool if they did went back and even did something like that. But yeah, like that party game would be pretty cool. You know, I would buy that too. We would end up probably having to stream that together. A hundred percent time. Um, because yeah, like just seeing the cast of Persona one and two again, like, please give me all that because those games, I actually hope that even though we haven't heard anything about this, Matt, I hope they go back to those games at some point now that they're doing Persona three and giving it the, the modern glow up that it deserves. Like, I hope that their next kind of Persona thing before Persona 6 comes out is like a remake of one or two or both at this point. Like they really, really need them at this point, and especially with two, because you can't even really play that game like both part, like both of those games, because it's a, it's a two parter game. You can't really play both of those parts in North America without, you know, doing some hodgepodging with some, yeah, but fan you, know if, you know, if, they, if they're going to do that, they're going to release two as two separate releases. You know that, right? That's I can live with that. They I might know. they might end, they might end up just <laughs> being on Game Pass, so I might not have Done. to worry about it too much. But I need right. to go back and do one and two. But let's move on. Yes, because there's another project that's exciting from Atlas. We got to talk about a yes. brand new RPG yes. from Studio Zero. So not the Persona team, but Studio Zero called Metaphor Re Fantasio is coming to PS4, PS5, Xbox Series X, and S, and PC sometime in 2024. Yes, the update today, Matt, is they actually dated it for 2024 and announced the other platforms as well. So PS4, PS5, um, which is awesome. And and for folks that don't know, Studio Zero is the second team, uh, uh, like, offshooted from the Persona team at Atlas, and they were the ones who actually made Catherine Full Body. Um, that was that was really their only project so far. So they're like a newer team that they've kind of put together. And the project is actually being led by Persona 3, 4, and 5 director uh, Katsu uh, uh, Hashino. So I am very excited from what we got to see at the Xbox showcase. We know this one's not actually coming to, to, to Game Pass. So we're going to have to buy this one, Matt, mm-hmm. unfortunately. but As if we're not also going to buy both of the other ones. That's also true. But what they show in the trailers looks... Pretty much like Persona, but in a completely different art style, in a completely different setting. It, it They showed, you know, social links and, and the combat being very similar. And you summon, you know, Persona's just like in Persona. Um, but it looks like it's class based. So each of the characters has a specific class that it sounds like you can assign to them. Um, and the classes kind of work like the Persona in the Persona games. So I'm really curious to see how this one turns out. Mm-hmm. But this game of all three of the, the Persona like things that announcements that we got Matt like this is the one I'm actually the most excited about because this game looks fantastic and having a new like a a game that's not persona but plays like persona and it's it's kind of like its own like new IP like I'm super excited for this like I I think this this is gonna breathe like some fresh air into this franchise but what do you think dude I'm with you entirely I think especially because we got the other announcements spoiled for us in the days leading up to the Xbox showcase. This was not leaked. Um, and, and just to get a complete sideswipe, like when Atlas popped on the screen, you and I were both like, what? There is more. And then to see that game and like the UI is incredible. The art style looks beautiful. Like you mentioned, we got social links. People already slewed that they saw that there was some sort of school. Like they, so it does seem like this is going to be like almost like, metaverse persona it's just going to be persona again but in a different world with a different cast it looks really really cool dude like this was the surprise of the show for me this was probably the surprise of the entire uh yeah the entire time of summer game fest for me because it just looks ridiculously cool and i cannot wait to get my hands on this again 
give me more of these types of games in different places with different casts and different spaces. And I'm there. Like I, I cannot remember the name of this game for the life of me. And I probably won't project re Fantasia D pasta or whatever it is. But like, <laughs> I, it looks incredible that, that I, I don't know the last time, probably not since persona five that I saw a menu and I was like, incredible. It looks beautiful. I'm, I'm all in on this dude. I can't wait. Yeah, same. Like, I'm very excited to find out when this is coming out at the end of the year. But but, but between that and Avowed and some other stuff later in 2024, like, oh, my God, late late 2024 is going to be pretty darn good. Hellblade's going to be in there, too. Mm -hmm. Like, Forza Horizon 6 will probably be in there, too. Like, there's going to be a lot of good games Mm -hmm. coming out later next year. So, yeah, I can't wait for this. And also, too. I, you know, this kind of reminded me as well, because Studio Zero, again, made Catherine Full Body, which is also a fantastic release, like a great glow up of that game as well. I hope that what they do after this, though, if if this doesn't take off for some reason or if they're not making another like a sequel to it, I hope they actually go back to the world of Catherine and do something different in that world as well because i also think that that would be super interesting too and i feel like that that might work out for the studio as well but that, but again they could go in a bunch of different directions which is just one of the best things about that this 100 percent, and like the pedigree of talent at that studio like yes they are a newer studio but like the talent of the development team that you have at that studio is ridiculous you have like veteran persona and smt talent there and for them to just be like free from i won't say the shackles of persona because obviously they did three of the but like you know the modern trilogy when it comes to persona they're the ones that put it on the map uh i'm just excited to see what else they got off their sleeves for us yeah for sure and and it also feels like and we talked about this a little bit in our xbox post show but i feel like this might also be like the testing ground for them to test like whatever new engine they're going to mm-hmm. use for persona 6 kind of like Catherine was for for uh, persona 5 in that way but, uh moving on of course, oh. Matt got very excited when this got it got shown. Uh, yeah. Like a dragon, infinite wealth. Mm-hmm. Get it? Because the infinite symbol is an eight sideways. Yep. Blew my so, mind when so, you did that. Yep. It, it was officially revealed. We knew they, they'd already announced it in the past, but we officially got the title as well as, you know, the official announcement. It's coming early 2024. And of course, we'll see more at the RGG Summit later tonight. So we're actually recording this like at, at, like maybe an hour and 20 minutes before the RGG Summit, which, of course, Matt and I are actually going to come back to. So if you're watching the live stream right now with us right and you want to come and you want to come see more of, of like dragon infinite wealth, we'll actually be back to watch that. Uh, so we'll be watching it together. So, so make sure you come back for that. Uh, but uh, Matt, I'm going to leave the, the floor to you. How, how excited are you for this game, man? Dude, I can't wait. Like what a great trailer. What a funny way. Like it's just so entertaining because throughout the mainline you know, Yakuza slash like a dragon games, you had Kiryu, which was such like a stoic, serious character. Of course, there's plenty of moments of levity in his games, but to go to what is like basically the polar opposite in this ridiculous character with Ichiban, um, like I, I, I love that they could do a weird, funny trailer like this. That just, again, the biggest piece of information outside of seeing Ichiban's beautiful man buns um, is that we're like, we're going abroad. We don't know where that is. You know, it could be Hawaii, uh, I don't know. Again, a lot of Japanese games love going to Hawaii. Um, we had it in Persona 5, and now we might yeah. be getting it again here. But, like, dude, I, I can't wait. We know Kiryu's coming back. We have Like a, like a Dragon Gaiden in, in November. Excuse me. But, like, there's just so much to look forward to here. The duel, like, like people are now theorizing, do we get Ichiban's story in, uh, you know, abroad, and Kiryu's story will be back in Kamurocho, and then this all eventually all comes back together again. Like, I can't wait, dude. Seven was such 
an incredible breath of fresh air and such a surprise. And it was just so much fun. And all this does, Ryan, on top of the mountain of games that we already have to worry about this year, yeah. adds four, five, yeah, four, five, and six, like just shoot up my list because I've been working my way through them and I got four, five, and six to go before I catch up to what will be Gaiden because I've already beaten seven and I've done all the Kiwamis and stuff. So this just, again, drags those to the front of my list, kicking and screaming. Uh, and I have to get through those now before November, before Gaiden hits, which will then lead into Infinite Wealth. I can't wait, dude. Like, this game is just going to be awesome. Yeah. And it, and again, it's a miracle we're talking about on the show because it's an actual RPG now. So, yeah, like, dude. We can't, we, can't, we can't ignore it anymore. We can't ignore yeah. Like a Dragon franchise anymore. As much, try as I might, Matt. I can't get away from it at this nope. point. But, all right. Moving on. This one up. Uh, this one was one of my biggest surprises of the show. I was not expecting this. In Exile's new game, Clockwork Resolution was announced for mm. Xbox and PC. It's a time-bending steampunk first-person role-playing game. No release window was announced, uh, but the trailer basically just looked like Bioshock Infinite. But they they went on record because there was a little interview with the In Exile mm. developers after it, which is part of the reason why we were talking about it in the show, because I didn't know that it was going to very much be an RPG, but they're, they're, they're flat out said, no, this is very, this is very heavily going to be an RPG. So expect closer to something like a Bethesda style RPG versus what we got with Bioshock Infinite. But, you know, it, but at the same time, they're trying to the whole steampunky um, kind of style that we saw from Bioshock, but bringing that into like a, the, the RPG genre kicking and streaming. Like, I think, I think this is a perfect idea and this game looks awesome from what they showed with the gameplay. Like, you know, they, they showed that, you know, there's like dealing with these enemies by, you know, blowing up this building, which crushes them. And then you could kind of rewind time to get around the, the, the collapsed building as well. Some of the other time powers they showed off looked really interesting and cool. But what, what did you think about in exiles new game, Matt? So correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, in exile has like traditionally worked on the wasteland series. Correct. So this is kind of their yeah. first, like first person, big, you know, big budget thing. Yeah. Um, and like all I've ever heard about the Wasteland series is how incredible it is. So I'm really excited for them to go play in a new space. The game looks incredible. It looks so, so cool. The little snippets of gameplay that we got through there just looked so tantalizing. And I just want to see and hear more. And for me, again, similarly, one of the best things that we saw across, you know, key three, um, I think it just looks visually interesting. It, like, you know, like you mentioned, it looks a lot like Bioshock Infinite, almost like Bioshock Infinite meets Dishonored kind of you know thrown together um yeah. i can't wait for this dude like again if they can deliver on a unique gameplay experience with genuine player choice and you know consequences that actually affect the way that you're playing i'm in dude this game looks so unique yeah and the, to your point matt like the writing in wasteland 3 just in his example because that was the only in exile game i've really played was top notch. Like it was so good, but it was also just very tongue in cheek and funny, mm -hmm. but in a good way. Like it was, it, it was like, it, it was a really comedic game and it had like a great tone to it. Um, so yeah, if that can carry over to this game combined with some great combat elements, like this game's going to be a slam dunk easily. Like I, I, I'm really excited for this one. Um, but, uh, we j unfortunately just don't have a window for this one. So mm -hmm. I'm assuming 2025 is probably when we're getting this, but I don't know though. We could be surprised by that because they did show some gameplay off in the trailer. So I wouldn't be surprised if we get a late 2024, I could see this being October, November of next year. Um, yeah. I don't think any sooner. I do think 25, 2025 is more likely, but I think there is a chance that we get it towards the back half of next year. True. 
Also, uh, I don't know if you knew this, Matt, but Starfield what? got a showcase. Really, it really awesome. Uh, also, they, they announced a controller headset and a Constellation Edition that mm. comes with a watch. Um, we're not obviously going to go into everything that was announced at the Starfield showcase, Matt, because th- it went on for like 45 minutes and uh, we're not going to dis- dissect that whole thing. Uh, but overall, like Starfield was very, very impressive. Like Sean and I talked about this. It actually, believe it or not, Matt, if you listen to the Xbox driver or not this week, uh, Starfield was the game we crowned Xbox game of show here okay. at Carpool Gaming because Sean and I talked it out. And and Starfield had the goods, man. Like this game was it had a lot to to live up to, especially after the last time we saw it last summer, where you know it kind of that that presentation we got of Starfield last summer really felt flat. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas this, I think, really turned a lot of people around on this game, including myself. And I am way more excited about this game than I ever was before. Also, um, because I'm weak, Matt. Um, I I got this the Starfield controller. It's Dude, in the box. You, I have had it. I had it in my cart multiple times and I just couldn't bring myself to pull the trigger. Um, but it looks beautiful. Like easily, I think one of the best custom controllers I think we've seen bar none, like not even just on Xbox, like, yeah. you know, outside of the PlayStation, just giving us different colors. Um, like that, that controller looks beautiful. Uh, and I agree. Uh, I think Starfield showed very well. I think that it easily, I was, I was, not down on it leading up to this, but I was nervous. I was kind of being like, I don't know if this game is going to live up to the expectations that people have for it. And, you know, the UI looked clean. The graphics look great. Um, I will say, I think that for me, um, I am curious to see a little bit more of a, like a, a, a chunkier playthrough because mm-hmm. the planets did look a little empty when we just kind of saw them in passing. We saw some fauna yeah. and stuff, but like, I want to see what it looks like to move from point A to point B. Uh, but I think that like, again, I, this one, Starfield went for like a wait for sale for me. I know it's on game pass, but I wasn't really a priority play for me. And it has become that now. Like I'm, yeah. I'm really excited to hop in and check it out uh, and see what else we, what else we get out of it. Because yeah. again, like this, looks cool. this, this September is already stacked enough as it is, Matt, with lots of good games. And this just on top yeah. of that, everything else, like, um, I, I can't wait. Like this is a game. This also, again, got pushed to the top of my list, even above something like Mortal Kombat, which I was also already very excited for in September um, or Phantom Liberty or Liberty. Like if I'm still playing Starfield when those come out, it's like, well, well just going to keep playing Starfield, I guess. And and Starfield's games re- will wait. Remind me of the release date. Uh, it's September 6th. Oh, it's early September. I don't know why I keep thinking it's late September. It's the very beginning of September, and it's going to be kind of like the game that kind of kicks off the fall season, probably, is what I would say. Um, Also, I got got the the, the fancy edition, so I'm getting my watch, Matt. Oh, you got the... Yes, I don't have any. Did. I don't have a watch, so I I, I could use a, a Starfield watch, Matt. Now you do, dude. And again, that watch looks clean. Yeah, looks really nice. Uh, Sean Capri also got it too. So we're like, we're kind of, Xbox Drive is kind of all in on this game at this. I point. don't doubt it, dude. For good the only reason. thing I'm missing is the headset at this point. <laughs> so I mean, might um, as well. Exactly. There you go. Uh, well, next up, uh, I want even though like we didn't see too much of this particular game, I wanted to throw this in here at least. Uh, Dragon's Dogma Two reemerged. We got some like game brief gameplay snippets, no release date, but I noted that it looks cool. Um, but I'm not really a Dragon's Dogma fan. Um, I didn't I, I forgot if you were or not, Matt, if you were into Dragon's Dogma. I tried to hop into the first one relatively recently, um, like in this calendar year, and I played like an hour or two and it just didn't click with me. Yeah. Um, so while this one, I do agree, I think this one does. It did show well. It looks cool. Like there's that one moment where they literally like pull a meteor out of the sky and rain it down upon him. And it looked like in yeah. infinity war when Thanos grabs that mood and tosses it. Um, like it does look 
cool, but I, I'll have to see more before I become any sort of convinced. Yeah, for sure. Like, I, I want to see more of this game, too, which is yeah. why, like, um, again, this is another game that if Garrett was here, he'd have a whole, like, thing to say about Dragon's Dogma 2 because he's very excited about this game. Um, but I'm just personally not into it. Um, also, during the extended showcase, Matt, we got the announcement that Sea of Stars is coming to Game Pass Day 1. So a lot of us were worried that Sea of Stars would even come to Xbox at all. And then they announced it eventually for Xbox after announcing for every other platform under the sun. And then they announced later that it's even coming to Game Pass. So you don't even have to buy it at this point. I'm I'm stoked. I can't wait for this game. I think Dude, me awesome. too. The game looks beautiful. And it, it is such a good get for Game Pass because I think there are so many people who have seen it, who have seen it on Twitter, who's who, you know, have seen it pen passing in some of these uh, presentations before and may have not bought it, but they may fall in love if they have an opportunity to play with Game Pass. I think this is a fantastic game pass get yeah i mean yeah it's gonna bring a lot of people i think to the service and i think it's i think it's a really good get and, and it's also good to, to see sabotage jump in there like i think they they saw good things when the messenger came to to game pass which was their previous game mm-hmm. uh, which also is a fantastic game if people haven't yep. played it so um i actually can't wait to to play it there because i think i'm gonna play it on xbox at this point and just there's enough games yep. to pay for after this that I think I think I can deal with the, getting this one in Game Pass and then maybe buying it later if I want to support the developers, I think. Dude, same. I'd like this. This easily just went like, OK, well, I guess I'm playing this on my Series X now. And also Neon White is coming to Game Pass. Go play it. It's one of the best games ever. There's that, too. I didn't want to, didn't put it in here because it's not an RPG. But yes, I know. Go but play the other one as well. Uh, well, speaking of shouting games out, Matt, um, the Final Fantasy 16 demo was also dropped over the weekend and that's mm-hmm. news uh because i put it in my notes here the final fantasy demo, 16 demo is released here's ryan's chance to gush about it because holy crap matt i played this demo have you played the demo yet though i have not i have not in my strategy i have to shout out um Hambone johnny because on twitter i was lamenting whether i should play this or not because i didn't want to wet the palate too early ryan i didn't want to hop yeah. in and then salivate for a week while waiting for while waiting for this game and he suggested, he's like, you know, start it on Monday or Tuesday of next week. So you you end it and kind of roll into the main game on Friday. And I think that's what I'm going to do. And it's killing me, Ryan, because all I'm seeing and all I'm hearing is how good this demo is. And I'm sitting yep. over here being like, inner peace, self-control. I know. It's, I was going to say, it's me and Mr. Midas over on Twitter, friend of the show, Mr. Midas. Of course, me and I are just going back and forth about how how friggin' good this demo was. Like, Dude. and I, I came close to swearing because that's how good this demo was. Like yes, it, it was, it, is, easy, it was easily one of the best demos I've ever played in my entire life. Um, and then on top of the the first two hours of gameplay, what was even better was the iconic challenge, which was the thing that unlocks after you beat the demo, um, which is basically this later game section that gives you a bunch of the different powers that you get from the different icons. Uh, and then you seeing the way that those intersect with the gameplay, like, and then of course that leading to this really really epic boss fight towards the end, which I'm not going to spoil. But oh my god, I'm still thinking about that boss fight. Like ever, like even after playing the demo, like I loved, love, 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 love that demo, and I, I cannot wait for this game next week. Like I, I can't believe we're almost here, Matt. Because this game is almost out, and this the demo was so good that I'm just like, this is easily probably going to be a game of the year contender for me at this point. 
100%. As if I had read any doubt. No. Dude, Goaty this year is going to be such an interesting conversation between the likes of Spider-Man 2, between the likes of Final Fantasy, Starfield. Like, there's so much in contention this year. Tears of the Kingdom, man. Like, there's so much that, like, it's going to be a brutal season this year when it comes to us, um, you know, deliberating, debating. But I can't wait for this, man. It looks incredible. I pre-ordered the Steelbook from Best Buy, and I just, like, all I'm doing is, like, please, Best Buy and Canada Post or FedEx, whatever you use to ship, just get here on launch day. Just please don't use don't, none of your tomfoolery of shipping delays and so on and so forth. Uh, yeah. I, I can't, I can't wait, man. I can't like just, it's a new mainline final fantasy, dude. It's been yeah. years. It's been years. It has been years. The last one was final fantasy 16 with, uh, or 15 with the boy bands. So and I loved it. Yeah. So I can't wait. Um, but then we got two news stories, believe it or not, that just literally came across my desk today, Ooh. which is interesting. Uh, first one, and this is actually more of a technical rumor because it hasn't been announced yet, but it's pretty much confirmed at this point. Uh, Star Ocean, the second story R's logo was leaked via Square Enix's own website. So this actually should be announced pretty soon, which again, this actually leads me to something I've been you know speculating for, you know, over the last week. Which is just like, it sounds to me like there's going to be a Nintendo partner showcase at some point, mm-hmm. whether it's this like like tomorrow, just out of nowhere or sometime next week, because the this stuff like this, Matt, keeps popping up where, you know, things haven't been announced, but they've basically been posted to the Internet for that are going to be on Switch um, that that will fit in with a partner showcase. So I think like this is going to get formally announced probably next week or whenever the, the partner showcase or next Nintendo direct is at this point. Um, Cause it, it's also up there with persona three, um, which also did not get announced for switch at this time, but I'm pretty sure that the switch version will be announced at the, the next Nintendo director partner showcase. At this oh, so point. you think it is coming to switch? I think it will actually come to switch. Cause this is a, something similar happened with persona five when they announced that persona five was coming to all those platforms where they waited until then because they announced it at the Xbox showcase and then they announced it's coming to PlayStation four the next day. And then it took them till the, the Nintendo, um, the next Nintendo direct for them to announce that it was coming to switch as well. Right. Yes, you're right. Okay. So my question is then Ryan, because I've never played a star ocean and mm-hmm. I've, I've seen some people and I know like in terms of quality, they range, you know, in the series, but I saw a lot of people excited about this news that this is the one that a lot of folks wanted to come back. Give me a hype check on this. Like, why should I be excited? Well, Star Ocean, the second story was a PlayStation one game originally. And it's basically this sci-fi mix meets medieval fantasy RPG where you've got, you know, people from space and they land on this, this planet um, that is like very fantasy based, but Star Ocean, the second story is easily the best game in the series, both from a, a story perspective as well as the combat perspective is concerned across all the Star Ocean games. Um, and it's one that, is uh, is a very expensive PlayStation one game to get now. Um, so a lot, it's just inaccessible to a lot of people. Um, and none of that, but the, the remake that they did of star ocean, uh, first departure, which was the first star ocean game on PlayStation one that that is on switch and PS4, um, is a fantastic remake of that game. And this version also is already out in Japan at this point. So it just hasn't got, it hasn't released worldwide. So we've been waiting for this for a while now to actually get released outside of Japan. And uh, I can't wait to replay this game when it gets, gets re-released finally this year by the sounds of it. This year. I mean, I'm assuming it is. Oh my God. 
Yeah. I mean, it's it's Star Ocean and I I, I really like Star Ocean, the second story. And I, I think like this will be like the, the this will be the game for people to play. Although one nice thing about Star Ocean for folks that want to maybe try this out and see if maybe they should be excited about this is that Star Ocean First Departure, the the remake of that, that that's really good also, um, is also on PlayStation Plus Extra. So if people have PlayStation Plus Extra, you can go play that game right now. And if not, it goes on sale for $10 all the time. Right if you want to, you know, get in on, on the ground floor of it. But okay. yes, very exciting news. I can't wait. It's like Star Ocean fans are like, you know, foaming at the mouse waiting for this to come out at this Dang. point. Okay, I'm going to have to check it out. Yeah. And then last Breaking news story news. that actually happened during the live broadcast tonight. Um, but Sean Capri, of course, shout out to Sean for pointing this out in the chat. Um, Nintendo just announced that Fire Emblem is coming to Game Boy Advance Expansion Pass. So, oh no way! Yes, so the 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 remake of uh, of Fire Emblem for the Game Boy Advance is coming to G- GBA Expansion Pass, and that's actually an expensive game too. So, uh, I think that's actually a great get for for the G for the Expansion Pass over on the old, the old Nintendo Switch. Dang. This was the first Fire Emblem I ever played uh, way back in the day. Um, I think it was for a lot of us because that was the first game we got in North America from the series. No, but it was the first one that I played, Ryan. That's true. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, thank you. Um, but uh, I, I have a heartbreaking uh, memories with this game because like for anyone who's unaware, there are three main protagonists and you play through one story to get to the second story to get to the third. Um, and I played through Linz. I played through Ellie Woods, who... By far one of the worst main protagonists ever. I hate that guy. Uh, got to Hector's super cool dude. Uh, my friend borrowed it and his Game Boy Advance wiped the cart clean. Oh, so no. I lost all of my save progress and I never went back. And I don't know if I'm ready to be hurt again. But at the same time, this game rocked, dude. Yeah. And I mean, the, the one thing you can count on is that your Nintendo Switch will hopefully erase its safe data at this point if you play it there but we'll see uh yarden of course is distressed along with just hearing that story that that reminds me of my assassin's creed 2 story that i tell all the time where i got to the end of assassin's creed 2 i got to the final mission matt where where you go and take it do the final assassination and i was like okay i properly saved the game i'm going i have to go to 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 school to school because i was in college at the time for broadcasting i come back at the end of the day and i'm like all right i'm ready to beat assassin's creed 2 and my save was gone. No. And yeah. Save and, bandit. Uh, save was totally gone. And I didn't have a roommate or anyone else that could have touched it. It just, it just, what? It, I guess it, it just, just decided it on out. its own to be like, nope, sorry. You don't, you don't actually get to finish this game anymore. So I went on YouTube and just was like, all right, I beat this game because yeah, I just watched the, I cuts, watched the final cutscene because I was like, nope, not going through that again. No, I'm I good. and I don't blame you. And his, I don't know what it was with my friend's Game Boy because his Game Boy also wiped my cart for, um, Sonic Advance, again, similarly mm-hmm. had like almost beat it. Uh, and then I'll never forgive my, my younger brothers for uh, I, similarly. I was on the last level of the GameCube hit I Ninja. Oh my and God. they wiped my save on that, too. Um, I can never Jesus. trust. I never trust again. And clearly not. Clearly not. It's too much. Well, that is all the news stories that we got. Oh, my God. It took us an hour to get through that, Matt. There was a lot to talk about, a lot well, I mean, to discuss. Like, 75% of that was Persona, so... <laughs> there is that. There is that. So it is time to learn who is going to be crowned the RPG Prediction Master. Oh, yeah. Again, this is this is an annual thing, of course, so we're, we're keeping up with this. So we're going to start with year. Matt. Uh, Garrett actually won last year. 
Okay, Garrett. We'll see if Garrett can keep the streak alive. We're going to start with Matt's predictions. Me. So first, first off, Matt said, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth will be at Summer Game Fest. February 2024 release date will be given. While this game was at Summer Game Fest, it got an early 2020-24 release date, so not quite February. So I gave you half a point for that one. Because half that prediction was Dude, correct. 0.75. Come on, man. It was it was February's early 2024. I, I called the delay. I called that doesn't the count, though. That's, not, that's the rule. 0.75. Come on. Chat, I'm not giving up here. Uh, if the, you know what? If the chat gives an says that we should overturn it i will overturn it if the okay. chat if there's enough people in chat that's it otherwise yeah. i'm just gonna i'm gonna leave you to your fate because mm. who knows you might not actually, might not actually need those points matt because you might actually win who knows um next up kingdom hearts 4 oh. will be at summer game fest <laughs> or on xbox stage and while this would have been cool this did not happen so no. zero points so point next up and <laughs> oh my god I, I love yarden thank you yarden um <laughs> come on dude an early CG trailer for the Witcher remake is shown. Oh, yeah. This no. did not happen. So zero points. Oh, Crispy's in your corner here. It technically is early in the year, so give it to him. All right. That's one one point that's on one, one, one side, one point on the other. That's not enough to break the break the ruling, though. It's not. Um, next up, Honkai Star Rail PS5 gets a release date. We got a release window for late 2023. So I awarded you a point for that because, again, okay. you were very vague about that. The reason yes, I, I didn't give you the points for FF7 Rebirth is because specific. you were very specific about it being February. Which so I accept that, not that's full points, but I think I was almost there. That's why you got half the prediction rate, so you got half a point. There you go. <laughs> uh, then, next up, uh, in your last prediction was uh, Dragon Ball Z Budokai Tenkachi. <laughs> Will be re-revealed, and I just said, nope, zero points awarded. So yeah, you got 1.5 points, Matt, okay, is what, what the ruling is so far. Okay. Moving on to my predictions, Ryan Turford's position. And we're going we're gonna to end with Garrett's predictions, the, the, the crowning champion, of course. Uh, Square Enix will announce a brand new game in the Mana series coming this December. Unfortunately, this did not happen. Zero points Starring awarded. Starring the Rock. I remember you saying that. that uh, yes, of course. I'm the one that said it and not Matt, of course. Yeah. Um, Next up, there will be a new game in the Tales of series oh. that will be announced at Xbox. It will not be a sequel to Tales of Arise. We are still awaiting the return of the Tales series. Zero points awarded. Mm -hmm. Final Fantasy Tactics Remastered oh, is, no, announced at, is announced at the Nintendo Direct slash Partner Showcase coming out in September. And my comment is there was no Nintendo Direct or Partner Showcase. So zero points. Uh, next up. Bandai Namco announces a My Hero Academia RPG, <laughs> which we both thought was a great idea. It was a great I'm, idea. But it was not true, so zero points. And my last prediction, a collection of the two Lunar games was not <laughs> announced. What was announced? God, I wish this was true. Zero points. Dude, so, how would you feel if at the, at the Switch Partner Direct that may come in the next coming weeks, we get all of that? Not all of oh, it. We probably will. Because again, like Final Fantasy Tactics Remastered, I expect to be at whatever Nintendo is doing. Mm -hmm. So Ryan Turford with the old goose egg, zero points. <laughs> Thank you, Jordan. I appreciate you. All right. Moving on to Garrett. Mm. We'll see. This'll, this'll decide the winner here. Garrett's predictions. Okay, dude. Number one, we'll see persona three remake announced coming to game pass day one on Xbox a few hours later or days later, they'll confirm that it's coming to all other platforms. This is 100% correct. So one point award. Hold on. Is it? Is it all other platforms? It is. Uh, no, he didn't say switch when he when he wrote this down. So oh. I actually wrote it down as all the platforms. Oh, OK, fine. Because I knew what he meant when he said that. Dang it. But 
Yeah. Jerry. Next up, Avowed. Please just give me something. I'm suspecting just another CG trailer with minimum gameplay. Avowed was there in full force with in-engine gameplay. Plus, it got a 2024 release window. I gave Garrett zero points for this because Mm -hmm. Garrett said we were going to basically get like a quick CG trailer with nothing, no gameplay and no release date when we got literally the opposite of that. Okay. Okay. No points. Not going to argue yet. Next up, Fable has been, Fable will has been teased. It will definitely be there. It will be a big part of the Xbox showcase, including a gameplay reveal. It'll be a 2024 announcement. Of course, Fable was there with in-engine gameplay, but it was not dated. So I gave him half a point for that one. And then okay. last one, his wild card prediction, because Garrett only gave us four predictions for whatever reason. Uh, Scalebound is returning and it'll be better than ever as a live service game with gotcha mechanics. Um, this didn't happen. So zero points. So current current ruling is Matt with one point five points. Ryan with zero points. Garrett with 1.5 points. Okay. So congratulations. You guys tied. Wait, you tied. Listen, I think I can make an argument for this. Can you reread me Garrett's fable prediction? Um, Fable has been teased. It will definitely be at the showcase. Fable will be a big part of the Xbox showcase, including a gameplay reveal. It'll just be a 2024 where it'll also have a 2024 release date. Was it dated? It was not. No, no date. Okay. Which is no date. 0.25 gone. Okay. Um, Gameplay reveal? No, 0.25 gone. It was there was gameplay in that trailer. We just talked about that, though. But not a gameplay like gameplay trailer. I argue 0.25 points. <laughs> you just arguing that so you win? <laughs> yeah, obviously. All, All right, right we're going to. You know what? You won me over, Matt. You yes! are, you have been crowned the RPG master. Congratulations, you have won the predictions battle. And what the prize you win for that, Matt, is pride. And the fact that I will actually come through on the pizza bet instead of just weaseling my way out of it. Yarden! Yarden, my dude! Okay. Then I don't even need to argue the, the Garrett's point. That's All right. Then you won Yarden over. So you got, you got even more points. Let's 1. go. 1.75 versus 1.25 versus come the yield goose egg for me. Yeah. <laughs> but dude, I, I genuinely believed in your predictions. You know what I mean? I thought when yeah. we were doing this, I was like, crap, he's going to take it. They seem too good to be true. And unfortunately, that's why they were un- untrue at this point. But it, again, a lot of those predictions kind of hindered on, hindered on the idea of there being a Nintendo partner direct, Fair. which just hasn't happened by the time we've recorded this. Not so if Nintendo, yet. if we wake up tomorrow and Nintendo is like, all right, here, we just posted a mini direct to YouTube. Uh, here it is. Like, well, it's like, well, it's too late for me at this point. So it's okay. too late for our just, predictions. That means next year we gotta have, a, have to have a, a three-way predictions episode and we battle again. Yeah, exactly. So real quick, I wanted to run down before we get going. Uh, the RPGs then, now that we have the landscape of RPGs for the rest of the year, mm-hmm. here's what we got to, to look forward to for the rest of the year with RPGs, starting with Final Fantasy 16 next Friday. Can't yes. wait. We just talked about that. Yes. Um, but then at the end of the month, we are finally getting, after a long, long delays, the Front Mission first remake. This comes to us June 30th. Uh, for folks that haven't played Front Mission, it's a mech-based strategy role-playing game from Square. That was all the way that goes all the way back to the Super Nintendo. So this is actually a Super Nintendo remake coming to us from uh, Forever Entertainment, the makers of that the Panzer Dragoon remake, which wasn't very good. So okay. I do not have high hopes for this, but I like Front Mission. So okay. I'm hoping it's good, but we'll see. But also, again, it's coming out eight days after. Uh, 16, probably we're not going to play it right away. 
Um, then July 7th, we are getting The Legend of Heroes Trails into Reverie, which I know we're, we're all very excited about at Hero for Carpool Gaming. Um, and then July 13th, we are getting Atelier Marie Remake, The Alchemist of Salberg, which I know Garrett's excited about. Again, neither of us play the Atelier games, so there is that. And then we have to go all the way to August, August 8th, Wrestle Quest. That is the wrestling role-playing right. game with Macho Man Randy Savage and other uh, WWE wrestlers in it. Um, and then on August 29th, we are getting Rhapsody, Marl Kingdom Chronicles. Uh, for folks that don't know Rhapsody, that is a, a role-playing game that is also a musical. So every single line of dialogue in that game is sung. And, has, and it's all it's all uh, musical notes. Uh, Sorry, Matt, with, from the no, press pool, with the question. Ahead. Go on, go on. Okay. Next up, Sea of Stars coming the same day, August 29th. And then two days later, we are getting Baldur's Gate 3, finally releasing out of early access. And then September 6th, it's Starfield. It's happening. We're all very excited about Starfield. We're, we're going to have our watches. We're going to have our headsets on. We're going to have our controllers. It's going to be great. We're going to have a good time. <laughs> and then September 28th, we're getting Infinity Strash, Dragon Quest, The Adventure of Die, which is a, a Dragon Quest game that's a third-person action RPG, which they okay. showed. It's based off the Dragon Quest anime. So it's not based off the, the traditional Dragon Quest games, but off the, the Dragon Quest anime, The Adventure of Die, which has been running for, for God knows long. It's it's very long anime. Okay. And then next up on October 3rd, we are getting Disgaea 7, Vows of the Virtuous. And then October 13th, we are getting Lords of the Fallen, which is actually a remake of Lord of the Fallen. Um, and then on November t- 17th, our final RPG of the year that, as far as we know of, Persona 5 Tactica is coming out. So there you go. That is our that is our list of RPGs going into the rest of the year, Matt, because like cause I, I really feel like a lot of the big stuff we talked about today is all next year, like early next year, mm-hmm. late next year. Uh, and Persona 5 Tactica is pretty much going to be, I like, think, the big RPG of the fall behind behind Skyrim or not Skyrim, Starfield, of course. Yeah, I mean, I guess it really does depend on uh, the theoretical Nintendo partner showcase because, like, tactics, you know, could hit this year. That feels like it this year. Uh, like you mentioned, the, uh, what's it called? Star Ocean. There there could be more to this list that we don't know about just yet. But even if this list stays as is, that's yeah. a pretty good rest of year, my dude. Yeah, absolutely. And already an incredible year for role-playing games as it is. Mm-hmm. Um, like just adding on to it with all these games here, I think it's going to be, a, I think it's going to be a pretty good year for RPGs, but especially just in the next like month and a half, like we're, we're in the gauntlet right now, Matt, of good, good RPGs at this point. And then we've already got RPGs we haven't played from earlier this year. Like I know not everyone's played Octopath Traveler 2 or a lot of the other stuff that came out earlier this year as well. So there's still room for a lot of that stuff as well. All right, let's party up, Matt. We got a couple quick questions that we'll dive into. Uh, the Muffin Mon Kevin, ends, Kevin Ainsworth asks, 2023 really is the year of RPGs. The rest of my year looks like this. I'm playing more Diablo 4, then Final Fantasy 16, then Trails into Reverie, then Atlas Fallen, which I forgot about it. Then Sea of Stars, Starfield, the, the Legend of Natuya, Boundless Trails, right. Like a Dragon, uh, Gaiden, The Man Who Erases Name, and Persona 5 Tactica. This is absolutely crazy with the announcement of LAD 8, um, Final Fantasy 7 Rebirth, and Persona 3 Reload in early 2024. The K- train just keeps rolling. So my question is, how will you guys prioritize what games you play first? Is there a series that you'll drop everything else for? And I mean, Muffin Mon, for me, 
honestly, I, I'm, I've always lived by the mantra. I just play whatever I feel like playing, like what, what I'm in the mood for is kind of what I play. Like it's one of those things where if, you know, a game comes out and I'm very excited about it and I play it and I can't put it down. I will, I will definitely leave other games behind that I maybe even, am even more excited for until I finish that one game. Because I like to focus down games one at a time. Mm-hmm. It's kind of my thing, rather than spreading myself amongst a bunch of different games. Like I, like a lot of times when I'm, I'm doing that, it's because I'll play live service games or something like that while I'm playing the one kind of major game I'm working on. But for the most part, that I, I try like to try to stay focused. So honestly, I just prioritize what I'm having fun with and what I'm in the mood to play. At that point, because like, for example, when Dead Space Remake came earlier this year, I was excited about it, but I just wasn't in the mood to play Dead Space again. So I ended up just waiting for it and I'll play it again later this year whenever I'm in the mood for Dead Space mm-hmm. at this point. So that's kind of how I prioritize things. But what about you, Matt? How do you how do you approach this this deluge of games coming in? Because, again, these are just RPGs we're talking about, too. Like we're, we're, we're not even including stuff like Spider-Man 2 or other games we're getting later this year, too. So. Yeah, for me, like I'm, I'm similar in the way that like I don't usually have multiple games running at the same time. I kind of like to have a game per console that I'm playing. So depending on where I am or what I'm doing, like I have like right now I have Planet of Lana on my Steam Deck, Cold Steel 4 on my Switch. And like I literally just wrapped Jedi Survivor on my PS5 in kind of anticipation for Final Fantasy 16. So I kind of like to separate it out like that. But for me, like but when it comes to stuff like persona obviously like a dragon final fantasy and trails um and tales like yeah those are kind of like my my holy five like i will i will drop everything to play those um again like th- th- that's just always been that way um so for me it kind of comes down to i will plan in advance if i know one of those games is coming out because none of those are, are games that we'd get like you know stealth releases for um, yeah. so I'll plan in advance to make sure that I don't really have anything else going around around that time. Um, but like those five will be like the series that I drop other things for. Yeah. And there are de- definitely series for me that are like that too. Again, Final Fantasy and Persona are the two RPG series that fit, fit that criteria. Outside of that, you know, if there's a Metroid game or a new Mega Man game or a new Ninja Gaiden game, which of course don't come around very often, um, like those are type of those are the type of series that I will drop everything for. Metal Gear is another one that's like that for me too. Where like when that collection comes out, I'm actually really excited for that Metal Gear collection. I will go back and play all those games because I'm that person. Heck so, yeah, dude. Yeah. So there's a lot of series that are different like that, but. Moving on, last question of the week comes to us from Nagachaka, who asked the question, what's the greatest RPG that will be coming out in 2023 and why is it Starfield? Also, what are you most excited about when it comes to Starfield besides the beautiful control and constellation edition? But then we had a bunch of people counterpointing Nagachaka's question, and I'm going to read those now. Marcus O'Neill says, counterpoint, what is the greatest RPG that will be coming out in 2023 and why is it Sea of Stars? And Bowser said, you both spelled Final Fantasy 16 wrong. And then Savoy Prime says that title belongs to Trails of Reverie, sir. And then Awesome Dave 1337 says, Counter Counterpoint, what's the best RPG in 2023 and why is it the Pixel Remaster that's already out on console right now? And then Darth Stradi says, no counter to that counter counterpoint. No, why is that game Baldur's Gate 3? <laughs> so <laughs> a wide array of games, but dude, like, just look. Look at how many different RPGs are brought up in the same breath and in, in the same counter to counter to counterpoints. Um, Starfield, listen, if Starfield ends up being my RPG of the year, I'd be surprised. Uh, I am looking forward to it. But when it comes to Bethesda, their games have never completely jived with me. They've never completely clicked. I enjoy them for what they are. 
but they're never my favorite. For me, it's probably going to come down to a battle between Final Fantasy 16, which will probably take it. Um, Trails into Reverie is a game that I'm incredibly excited about just because it's essentially Trails End Game. Like, it's literally taking everything that's come before and, and kind of resolving it as it comes. So it's been one that's been building up immensely over time for me. And Sea of Stars is like the black horse in this. Like, that game just looks so incredibly good that it could, it could. I see a world where it takes the top spot if in some way the other games falter in any way. So, the for me, I am excited about the rest of them. No yard is too late. Uh, it's been finalized. The thing, but yeah, so we've already me, crowned Matt the champion. Yeah. We can't change it at this point. Yeah, it's too late. Uh, so for me, it's going to probably come down to between Final Fantasy 16, Trails into Reverie, and um, and Sea of Stars. But again, you have to remember, Ryan, Trails to Azure came out this year, and that game is a yeah. ten out of ten. So there is that too. That game's real good. Um, and then you know earlier stuff in the year like Octopath Traveler two. Um, the at rhythm, like there's a, there's a, like Fire Emblem Engage, like there's a lot of games that, that kind of fit that bill. Um, but I, but yeah, like you're right. For me, it's probably going to be Final Fantasy 16. Like it's gonna, after that demo, I feel like it's going to be very tough for me to like an RPG more later this year. I think even with a game like Starfield, which I'm like infinitely excited about, like Sean heard me talk about it, which by the way, I saw Sean come back, um, I, I got this as well. So that just shows I how excited I am for Starfield. And I think that game is going to be kind of the close runner up when it comes to RPGs for me this year. But like Final Fantasy 16 for me, man, like that's going to be the game. It's going to be again, the game, I think. No shade to Starfield. It's just personal preference. Yeah, absolutely. That is definitely what is going on here. Well, I, I think that's going to round out the show, Matt. I think that's going to do it for tonight's show. But before we go, first of all, Thank you once again, Matt, for, for filling in for Garrett this week. I really appreciate you coming on the show with me. Uh, where can people find you on the internet, my friend? Uh, you can find me back next year on this show to retain my crown. Um, I'm obviously not going to be annoying about this over the course of the next year. Um, you of can course find not. Me, you can find me over on Twitter at Matt underscore Silver Soul. Of course, on the PlayStation Drive each and every week on Mondays. And you can find us right here in 40 minutes reacting to the RGG Showcase. Let's go, dude. Thanks for having me. This is always fun yeah dude ask for me you can find me on the twitters at the ryan turford you also find us on twitter at carpool gaming as well as youtube youtube.com slash carpool gaming as well podcast services around the globe so from matt sawinski i'm ryan turford this has been the 96th level of the rpg cave only three more levels until level 99 when the mobs are finally going to start destroying us because they'll be too powerful for us and we're out good night everybody the RPG Caves Minute is powered by patrons over at patreon.com slash carpoolgaming, and we want to say thank you to all of our patrons, starting with our ultimate producers, Robbie Bobby Miller. You can check him out over at twitch.tv slash Robbie Bobby Miller today. And Tony Baker, you can find him over on the Quest for Pixels podcast, youtube.com slash Quest for Pixels. And Jonathan Brown, the man behind the music on the Xbox Drive and the PlayStation Drive. You can check out his brand new album, Video Game Boy, over on his Twitter, as well as on Spotify and other audio services. Leo Navarro, the fearless leader of the Phoenix Overdrive Extra Life team, you can check him out over at phoenixoverdrive.com. Links are in the show notes for all these ultimate producers, so make sure to go and show them some love. Our platinum producers, Marcus McCracken and RJ Kern, and our gold members, Adam K, Anna, Babla, Bauza, Cecily Carroza, Dano, Drellish, Emily O'Kelly, Foolish Fuji, Hopple, John32, Jonas Young, Jose Jimenez, Marcus O'Neill, 
Tim Alf, and Tim Pallon. Thank you all for all of your support, and if you want to get on the action, check us out over at patreon.com slash carpoolgaming and choose the tier that's right for you.